Hello everyone, Happy New Year and welcome to the first episode of Redbrick Recap in 2022. My name is Jasmine Sandar and I am one of the deputy editors for Redbrick this year, the University of Birmingham's student-run newspaper. The Redbrick Recap podcast has been running for a couple of years now and it was established during the COVID-19 pandemic as a way to keep the society running despite not being able to print any papers. However, our generation of Redbrick has been fortunate enough to coincide with the easing of restrictions, and so last semester we were able to produce two beautiful prints, issue 1519 and issue 1520. We were so proud of what we achieved, but it took a lot of hard work, and that has meant that this podcast has suffered, as you may have noticed by the severe lack of episodes over the past few months. As one of the people in charge of the podcast, I really did feel upset that we were not able to continue it. And so I decided to make it my New Year's goal to ensure that we found a way to keep this podcast running alongside our prints. So I devised a plan of action. And essentially what will happen from now on is that two sections will come together each month to record a crossover episode. For this month, the music and film sections have come together to discuss their favourite movie soundtracks. You will hear them talk about everything from the depth and emotion and beauty of Studio Ghibli films to the rather upbeat nostalgia of High School Musical. So wherever you are and whatever you're doing, I hope you can relax for the next half an hour, take everything in and hopefully learn something new. Enjoy listening to what Amy Sargent, Lorcan Drury, Samantha Hicks and Emily Wallace have to say. I'm Amy and I'm one of the music editors. Hi, I'm Lorcan and I'm a music editor. Uh, hi, I'm Emily. I'm one of the music, uh, not music editors, I'm a film editor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm Samantha and I'm also one of the film editors. And we're here today to talk about our favourite movie soundtracks. So why don't we all start off by saying our favourite soundtracks. Amy, what's yours? Mine is the Black Panther soundtrack pretty basic one but it's so good <laughs> basic a great choice what about you emily mine is the house moving castle soundtrack love that film what about you samantha mine's the uh, mysterious skin soundtrack Ooh. have not seen that film but i trust you as a film editor yeah <laughs> and mine is a star is born what to represent lady lady jada <laughs> So yeah, should we start, first of all, start talking about Amy's pick? Yeah. Yeah, that sounds good. So, yeah, I don't know if people will know, but Black Panther is um, a Marvel movie, part of the MCU, so it's pretty cool. And it follows Black Panther, obviously, by the title of the movie. <laughs> and um, he is, like, he's just really cool. I don't know how to describe him he's just a cool guy um and Chadwick Boseman plays Black Panther which he's no longer here which is pretty sad so Black Panther 2 is coming out soon isn't it and he's not going to be obviously in it which is a shame but um yeah so the Black Panther soundtrack was basically made in collaboration with Kendrick Lamar and it featured quite a few artists. So like The weekend, it also had Khalid. It had smaller artists as well. So yeah, it had like Kendrick Lamar pretty much featured and produced all of the soundtracks. 
so the main release from that was all the stars wasn't it i think um yeah and it was kind of like a mixture of r&b rap it also had some kind of like more soulful things on there so like georgia smith is on there can you hear my dog it has the ambience, you know, it makes it more realistic. It makes us feel like we're in a real room together. He's getting his bed comfy and it's great because it means that he's just in the background making those noise. Will you please stay still? I'm not making this easy for me. It's great. It's um, yeah. I don't know. It was, it was like Black Panther, like the soundtrack just matched the aesthetic and like movie perfectly because it, it was all quite innovative like you can hear pretty much Kendrick Lamar on every single track he's somewhere being a part of that but he has like I don't know quite a cool vibe I don't know why it's so good but it's so no. good I love Kendrick so much I've seen him live and he is absolutely I'm incredible so live. jealous I really and see him. it was like five years ago it was because I went to the British Summertime Festival mm. and he was headlining with Florence the Machine and it was just like at the time before I saw him, like, I knew of him, but I wasn't a massive, like huge fan. And then yeah. I saw him like, more, like instant fan. <laughs> so I just loved hearing him in the soundtrack. I, I, don't, I love it when a soundtrack makes a film better. Yeah. So I feel like the soundtrack for Pink Panther makes it the, song, the film even better. Mm-hmm. Pink Panther, Black Panther. Oh. Oh, sorry, did I say Pink Panther? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> very different film. I was going to say, yeah, uh, no. Pink Panther 3 2 is so yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think with the Black Panther soundtrack as well, especially because it's uh, Marvel's first film with a Black protagonist, mm. the fact that it has a soundtrack entirely created with Black artists is really important. It's so good. Like, it feels like a good celebration of Black music. Yeah, definitely. And like just black artistry really. Yeah. I mean it just it, it fits so well. And like I don't know, pray for me with like Kendrick Lamar on the weekend. I just have that on repeat all the time. <laughs> um I don't know because you go from one track to another and it sounds completely different. I don't know. He they just experiment with all the different genres and it's just it's quite it's good. <laughs> <laughs> it's just really good I mean also like um, the X I think it's just called X that is so good and I don't again that's completely different to like all the stars and Pray For Me when you put it on you're like oh my god masterpiece <laughs> um, interesting as well because I mean thinking about it not many other Marvel films have like very memorable soundtracks mm. i can't really think of any others maybe yeah. maybe black widow had that rendition of um come as you are but like yeah apart from that it's yeah it's it's one of the few that's actually got a real memorable and like soundtrack a, a distinct soundtrack because i know yeah. for like iron man for example i can't remember which one it is but he uses like acdc a lot yeah you know, you know that's associated with iron man but that's obviously already been created and just like put to Iron Man. Whether like as you say, Black Panther, it was kind of like its own its own kind of exploration. Instead of written songs for specifically catered for a sound. Right? Yeah. Which I think is great. I mean the only other Marvel soundtracks I like are the Gardens of the Galaxy ones. Yeah. But those are just compilations of oh, yeah. songs from the era. 
Yeah. Um, and they're just like, loads of just great songs, which, you know, I mean, it's hard not to like, you know, like Mr. Blue Sky. I like how that one, like those ones capture the sort of like mixtape. Like it feels like yeah, the the mixtape, someone's put together, tape. like it's not necessarily. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not the good coherent. I got the vinyl of Guardians of the Galaxy Vol. 1. Oh, do you? Oh, that's so I cool. do. And it's like, if I don't know what I want to listen to, I'll just put that on. And because it's obviously like a mixture of songs, I, I'll just, I can listen to it and it's fine. Yeah, it's such a genre blend. It really says, you know, what the era of the film is. I've got quite a few like film soundtracks on vinyl and it's quite a nice one to put on when you're not sure because it's mm. like you've got the good mix but it's also you know it has been curated but yeah completely agree especially because like I don't know if you're in I don't know when I'm feeling a bit like I don't know what to listen to or sad or something if I put on like Guardians of the Galaxy and that's like soundtrack it's just so uplifting and like the songs are so good and yeah definitely like you know them as well so you can kind of just have it on in the background, not really concentrate, but it, it's there. And it's just it's quite, mm-hmm. like, comforting in a way. Yeah, it really matches the title. It really is an awesome mix. It yeah. really is. <laughs> so shall we move on to Emily? Can you talk about, yeah. a bit more about your pig? Yeah, so um, House Moving Castle, for anyone who might not know, is a Studio Ghibli film. I might be pronouncing that wrong, so I apologise if I am. But... Um, the soundtrack is done by Joe Hisaishi. Again, I'm not 100% certain on the pronunciation. And the film is it's animated and it's kind of like this fantasy story set like in a town and there's how who has a moving castle, obviously. And there's uh, the relationship between Howl and Sophie who gets turned into an old woman from a, by a curse from a witch. It's a children's film, but with all Studio Ghibli films, they can be enjoyed by anyone of any age. And I think the soundtrack really captures the kind of like whimsical sense that is captured in the film. It's just very like cheery and uplifting. And obviously, because it's an instrumental score, it's all kind of like scored to the different scenes. So there's like a variety of moods. And I think it's also one that I've found that it's quite good to study to, because sometimes like I like putting film tra- soundtracks on to listen to while studying because they can be kind of like relaxing while still like keeping you engaged. And yeah, I think a lot of the Studio Ghibli films have really good soundtracks, but the House Moving Castle is- soundtrack is one that stands out to me a lot. I agree with the thing of listening to film music while studying because it's quite like easy to listen to. Yeah. Especially instrumentals. Mm. it's like makes it a lot easier to concentrate yeah I find like music with lyrics can often be quite distracting when you're trying to study so something Mm. kind of like soothing like the house moving castle soundtrack is a really good one to listen to I agree because unless you know the songs really well sometimes it just like I don't know you block out the lyrics but if it's just I just love instrumentals because you need something to be focused I feel like I like listening Mm. like studying whilst listening to music because it teaches me you know oh I want to finish this song something that you know stay you know revising rough my essay but yeah I also mm. love how Joe Hiroseishi also did the Spirited Away soundtrack yeah so Spirited yeah. Away is one of my favorite it's so good as well um traumatized me the first time I watched it as a child <laughs> um I remember drinking milk while I was watching it spilling it everywhere because I was so scared <laughs> <laughs> within the first 10-15 minutes of the film 
but I won't say any spoilers in case you haven't watched the film. It's like, a great hey, film. Such a fantastic. I just love how whimsical it is. Yeah. I just love things about anime. I just love how whimsical it is and how it just captures the imagination. Like all the stories, they're just so the artwork and the stories, they're just, I don't know, they're just so transcend they just transcend all ages. Like you can be yeah. any age yeah. and enjoy them. It was like between Hell's Moving Castle, Spirited Away, and like uh, like my neighbor Totoro soundtrack. Just it's just so beautiful. Oh, yeah. I love Totoro so much. Mm. I have a Totoro onesie. Oh, <laughs> I think I think my favorite Studio Ghibli film is um, TD's Delivery Service. Oh yeah, so good. This so is turning more into a film discussion, but honestly, that <laughs> just all the stores for the films just reset the mood. Yeah, definitely. They're all kind of the blend of kind of all these interesting and like mythical creatures, like Totoro, and I don't know, speaking cats. You know, um flames that come alive you know it's just, I mean I know, I'm gonna make an, uh, like confession that I haven't actually watched any of them no you need I know. to you have no excuse now that they're all on Netflix no, like, no. five years ago when you had to buy them okay fair enough but now they're on Netflix, <laughs> I'm no still excuse. living like five years ago where I didn't <laughs> I mean I remember going to H&B and buying them and, I like, promise I will hmm. look at them on Netflix and <sighs> then that'll be fine <laughs> we definitely recommend yeah. <laughs> anyway we totally recommend like you even listen to the soundtrack on its own and then watch mm. the film oh yeah 100 has the most beautiful soundtrack all of them do really so on how's moving castle is it the, is it the merry-go-round of life that's like the big one that's sort yeah of, it's just so it's really like it complements the film so well and it just really gets you straight into the sort of yeah i guess like the whimsical magical realism of it it just adds to it all so nicely it feels very nostalgic as well yeah definitely 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 take a look into it then <laughs> yeah no honestly cannot recommend more like, the, like all the films that we recommended there are like i don't know 25 of them two degree films maybe that yes. can get me through semester two there are loads i think so yeah <laughs> <laughs> not too a week i don't know you'll be sorted yeah, maybe the first week of semester two, and I'll watch them all. <laughs> Just, <watch> them. <laughs> Just a binge. Yeah. <laughs> so, Samantha, can you talk a bit more about your pick for your film? Yeah. So, I mean, we were saying before we started, I had such such trouble like narrowing it down. So, I mean, I was thinking of like the Lost in Translation soundtrack. I was trying to think of like what I liked from the soundtrack, and I think something that's kind of atmospheric, I think, is like my my favorite type of soundtrack. So, or just something that's got like a good amount of like original songs or I don't know so like I was thinking like Lost in Translation, Juno um, but I ended up going with uh, Mysterious Skin which is one of Gregoraki's films and I think his films in general are so good for the soundtracks he's you can tell how much he loves music I think quite a lot of them are sort of almost like curated from his like personal playlists so Mysterious Skin is a 2004 film Joseph Gordon-Levitt's in it um, and it's sort of I don't want to give away too much but I will also say it's an amazing film but I also don't know if I'd recommend it it's a real hard watch it's really 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 difficult to watch and it's sort of the premise is there are these two boys who grew up in the same town one of them uh, can't forget what happened in his childhood the other one can't remember and thinks he's been abducted by aliens um, and it's sort of the story of their like paths like converging and it's really hard hitting. It's yeah, it's a really difficult watch. It's yeah, it's a it's 
it's a difficult watch, but <laughs> the soundtrack is amazing. Um, so like Gregor Aki, he always puts like so much shoegaze in his films. Um, and I just think that's like, it's the perfect film soundtrack, especially for like teen film, like films that like follow like teens and young, young adults. Like it's, oh, it's just it's so atmospheric and it's so kind of, he uses it a lot to contrast sort of like the, I don't know, like the nihilism of the people in his, in his films um so yeah I just thought that October Twins it's got a ride is in it and I think it's just an all-round perfect soundtrack yeah yeah I've Even not seen you... the film but sorry, it's, it's, sorry it sounds like, like I think picking like film like songs even that have like the right atmosphere for the film and like kind of evoke the time period it's set in as well is like always a really solid thing for a soundtrack yeah, I feel like it really captures like the mid '90s sort of vibe. It's great, and I just feel like I don't know. I, I feel like for all the films that we've mentioned, like there's a lot of them really like focus on like the personal connection with the director or the focus of the film. Like it just it's adds to like the depth of the film. I guess it's just all the it's all the more important. Like I think in quite a lot of like Gagaraki's films in the credits, he'll had to have a little personal note about how much all the bands mean to him. So mm. I feel like those sorts of those sorts of soundtracks always just end up being great because you know that they've been put in as like a passion of the director. I don't know. Well, you definitely encouraged me to want to watch the film. Yeah. No matter how you know you're saying how oh no it's hard hitting, but I feel like yeah, no, proceed with will caution. It cry? Nothing. Yeah, nothing can prepare you for mysterious skin it's it's a really difficult watch it's quite it's it's a hard watch but it's so good like it's really well made it's the acting like some of it's a little bit I don't know on the nose I guess but like Joseph Mm -hmm. Gordon-Levitt this is 2004 so it's one of his quite early roles it's really good it's really good and you've sold it (laughs) anyway like talking from um, from films that make me cry my take the star is born that film may be, I was crying in the cinema. Have you guys watched it? I haven't. I haven't either. I've, I've listened to the soundtrack. I just yeah. haven't watched the film again. I feel really bad. Like I don't watch a lot. So. <laughs> oh, I don't feel bad. But yeah, anyway, A Star Is Born is, they starred our Bradley Cooper. It's 2018. They did our first acting role. And she was in House of Gucci last year. I still haven't seen that yet. I've been a bad little monster. <laughs> Have not seen it yet. <laughs> But it's just such a great film. And you were saying how a soundtrack is, you know, to guide you through the film. Because the film is about Lady Gaga playing Ali and her being a singer in the film. Really kind of like sets the mood for the film. Like you see her transition from a budding, you know, starting off like learning the ropes of being a singer. Then and it really tells her connection with Bradley Cooper in the film. Because there are duets. There are just songs with Lady Gaga. There is just songs with Bradley Cooper. And to really see her develop from, and then her turning into, oh, a pop star. And then her becoming like the real version of herself as a singer. And there's mm-hmm. just so much emotion in every single song. Well, not uh, uh, most of the songs, but then there are some of just the pop songs, Hair, Body, Face, which is just a, you know, recycled pop song. But that's the intention of it, to kind of contrast with the really emotional songs. Like everyone knows Shallow, crazy, crazy you know, crazy popular song. That just really shows Lady Gaga's, you know, kind of range and breadth. That's why I love the song. It's just so emotional. And I'm just trying to think of other songs that I love from the soundtrack. 
Um, I also really love I'll Never Love Again, which is the final song from the film. I think that's just so heartbreaking. I feel like it wasn't, like, I'm getting emotional just talking about it. It just showcases how, you know, how raw Dada's voice can be. Because people think, oh, Dada, she's outrageous, you know. People know she's a great singer, but more people think of her, like, her whole aesthetic. But that just showcases that she is, you know, a very talented vocalist. And in terms of it matching the film, I just feel like you hear the connection that she developed with Bradley Cooper as an actor and also as a singer in the collaborations and the tracks. It's just, I just think it's such a fabulous soundtrack. And the fact that they actually sing the songs in the film, kind of, it kind of complements it because the film wouldn't be complete without the soundtrack and the soundtrack wouldn't have significance without the movie. And that's just why I love it. I just love the um, symbiosis of the, you know, the, that's what soundtrack is, you know. Yeah. It complements both things. I feel like that's even all the more important as well when you've got a film like the star, like A Star Is Born that's like focused around the music, isn't it? It's, it's you really need like yeah. the powerful soundtrack to bring it all together. No, totally. And it's interesting because that's the third, like it's the third um, kind of reimagining of A Star Is Born. Because it's, mm. you know, it's the um, Barbara Streisand has been, you know, played the role before. And it's been, a, um, so it's the third, like, 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 like being the third, it being the third iteration of it. I think there's a Judy Garland one as well. Yeah, I have Judy Garland. You know, big shoes to yeah. fill, like. Yeah. yeah. Judy and, you know, Barbara. And then Lady Yarda, you know, fresh actress, being like, oh my goodness, and then knocking out the park. And it just, yeah, the fact that it's, um, what I love about, you know, with, all three of those actresses they're all fantastic singers as well and I feel like with a soundtrack I feel like if they can do both if they're singing the soundtrack and also acting in the film it makes it extra special because you really see their creativity and drive as a not just an actress or a singer but as a performer in general and that's one of my main reasons I love Baby Carter because in everything she does she just you know gives her everything I say she's like a performer, isn't she? She's a performer, yeah. She's just great. I just love Lady Gaga. I feel like this is a um, promotional speech for Lady Gaga. Like, um, it's fine. I feel like all of our films have been sort of promotional, promotional <laughs> speeches because it's so it's like it can become such a personal thing, really, can't it? Like it really mm. does. Absolutely. Because with your favorite films and favorite albums and favorite soundtracks, it really it gives it insight into like I've done like something new about each of you you like you find out oh what songs mass the most people like what film people like because I feel like if you pick it you know you have to enjoy the film and the music equally to say that oh this is my favorite film soundtrack but no I think it's really amazing yeah. I just feel like you can learn a lot about somebody when you ask them oh what's your favorite film what's your favorite soundtrack or what's your favorite album or artist and then you automatically go oh so I kind of know something about you now I feel like as soon as somebody asks you, you automatically forget everything you've ever listened to or watched. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It was, it was, yeah, especially that is not until today did I realize, like, oh, yeah, Star is born. Hello. I was thinking, like, oh my goodness, what actually is my favorite one? Uh, so, yeah, I, I really don't like it when people ask, like, what's your favorite album? Just like, I don't know. 
there's, like, a lot, there's a lot of pressure as as section editors as well because yeah. <laughs> I should be knowledgeable and I should have a really good pick. I mean, I have a like a rank like my top like fifty albums on this website called Topsters, which is like people can use like for like your music ranking. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I have like also tracked like albums I listen to the most on Last FM. I don't know. I get really nerdy with like tracking my actual music habits. No, I can't with with statistics like. I've got Letterbox Pro. I've got to get yeah, my, yeah, my like right. statistics. Yeah. I'm obsessed with seeing like my most watched directors, most watched actors, all of that stuff. Yeah, waiting for things like Spotify Wrapped and Letterbox oh. Wrapped. It's just it's so fascinating to me, and I don't know why. Yeah, I'm really sad though because I don't have Spotify, so I have to use Apple Music, which is completely different to like obviously Spotify. So I, I make like when you look at everyone else's Spotify wrapped and then I go on my Spotify which I don't use very often and it says that I'm in the top like 0.05% of Chuck Berry listeners because I listened to him about three times <laughs> then I'm a bit like huh <laughs> it's a bit weird <laughs> it's just like I don't really know what this is about me as a person yeah like I don't know what that says I, I really and, don't <laughs> um, talking about film soundtracks this is just so funny I know they're not film but Glee soundtracks like TV shows <laughs> I feel like honourable mention because Glee is like a film in itself. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I, I had to work so hard. You know, it, it, like in 2019 when we got our spot, like Spotify decade wrapped? Oh yeah. no. Glee was my second most listened <laughs> artist and like, I hadn't listened to them since maybe like 2014, 2015 on Spotify. Yeah. The grip. That it you were just going hard in the early 2010s. Clearly. Yeah, like literally so many of my friends have been like, right, not listening to Glee on Spotify purely so it doesn't come up as like the number one most listened yeah. to. Album. It's embarrassing, I can't have it there. I'm just like, is it embarrassing or is it just appreciation of, you know, great, you know, music? Great it depends talent. which Glee songs are making it in there. It depends whether it's um, cough syrup or if it's, I don't know, my headband. <laughs> the the very yeah original song <laughs> yeah but anyway yeah special mention to Glee yeah it's not a film okay. no but, but it deserves always, to be in here always in our mind <laughs> always in our mind you know appreciate it as a soundtrack can I also put a um, honourable mention into Tall Girl Two is coming out Tall Girl Two Tall Girl Why are we giving this promotion <laughs> No, I am not giving this a promotion. It is so bad. Maybe it'll have a good soundtrack, though. Who knows? If it does, then that's going to be the saving grace of that film, I swear. Uh, (laughs) Oh, we had this just... One of my housemates is really tall, and she's tall girl. We watched as a house, and we were just taking the piss out of it the whole way through. The fact that my life, I'm so hard. I have to wear size 10 Nikes. (laughs) My housemates want to watch Tall Girl 2 when I move back. Oh, yeah, watch it. Totally. I'm, like, I'm going to watch well. it, but I'm just going to roast it the whole way through. Yeah, <laughs> that's my plan. It's like basically hate... Film. Oh, can hate I? Watch. Yeah. <laughs> it's like hate watching. Like <laughs> watching it, just hate it. Turn it into a drinking game. Oh, no. Yeah. That's a good idea. It makes it a bit more bearable. <laughs> but if we're, talking, if we're talking honourable mentions, I do want to say, like, John Bryan's soundtrack, so, like, Lady Bird and oh my god, oh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. I feel like it's a very 
it's very similar to like the Studio Ghibli soundtracks. They like beautiful piano scores, like mm. amazing. And just like mm. more keep coming into my mind. And they're also yeah. good. Sorry, I'm just talking about beautiful scores. I thought like, we have to mention John Williams. Oh, oh my goodness, yeah. Harry Potter, Jurassic Park. I mean, how can no. we not like mention? They're just like, I feel like that. The fact that, that it's just music without lyrics. And I feel like anyone can hear, you know, Harry Potter music and they're instantly transported to Hogwarts is, you know, so. And Hans Zimmer. Hans, yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean like the, the Interstellar soundtrack. Oh my God, so emotional. So when, original, when an original score can like hold up on its own mm. and can be so recognizable and people like go out and actively want to listen to it, like the Ladybird soundtrack and Eternal Sunshine, like you would go and seek those songs because they're just so beautiful and so they really like capture the feel of the film. So good. Yeah. And just like talking about more honorable honorable mentions, we talked in the chat about High School Musical. Yes. Because I feel like that's good. Talk about High School Musical as a... that's that's an age that's at yeah. a bar of you know musical films. <laughs> In don't um I don't dance was in like my top most played songs of 2021 and I don't know what that says but it's so good <laughs> it's a bop that can't be denied yeah bop, bop, I mean, bop to the top <laughs> that is a bop Ryan and Sharpay deserve better Ryan and Sharpay they were not the villains so good <laughs> all of Sharpay's numbers were amazing I love fabulous from High School Musical, Musical 2 I don't know, it just, like, you know, I feel like, because I re- remember, re- I've rewatched like, the, the first two quite recently, and I remember, like, you know, Takes You Back to Childhood, like, me being 10, and, you know, like, yeah. I still love the music, even though I'm kind of watching it ironically, but I still love the music, <laughs> and they're just so catchy, and I feel like I found myself, you know, singing, you know, random stuff. Oh, it's just also good, and I feel like that's, that's what, like, it goes both ways, you get the soundtracks that are your favourites because it has some of your favourite artists on it, so like like with Mysterious Skin, like I was already such like a big fan of Slow Dive and Cocktail Twins and Ride and the fact that they were on the soundtrack just like put it all together. And the soundtrack was done by um, Robin Guthrie from Cocktail Twins. That was great. But then you also get the soundtracks that then become your favourite songs because of the like association with the film. And it just goes both ways. Like it, I feel like soundtracks can be so often overlooked when you're mm. thinking about your like favourite films. I mean, but... I don't like... Um... You know, call me by your name. Yeah, it's the Phil Stevens bits on it. <laughs> so yeah, good. and I love him mm-hmm. so much. So like, I just listen to the soundtrack. I don't have to watch the film. And like, Visions of Gideon. It's like such an atmospheric song. It's one of my favorite songs. Yeah, it's one of mine because I don't know. You can I, I listen to it at night because then like, if you look out the window, it's like a starry sky or something. It's just like amazing atmosphere with that song on. It just brings something else to like I don't know your experience I guess I love the mix of original songs with like so you've got like the psychedelic verse in there as well like yeah I really love the mix in there and some the piano the piano score for that is also amazing it's just beautiful like the whole soundtrack for call me by your name is amazing Mm. so good honorable mentions sorry as well, I mean, at the moment, I've been listening to the Tick Tick Boom soundtrack on repeat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've got to mention that. And um, because obviously, the 
it's an adaptation of Tick, Tick, Boom, which is all written by Jonathan Larson. But the fact that Andrew Garfield learned to sing specifically for the role is just incredible because he does such a good job on the soundtrack. I love, I love the like resurgence of Andrew Garfield. <laughs> the resurgence of Andrew Garfield. No, just everybody loves him again now, and he deserves that so much. So much. <laughs> Stop loving him. He's great. Actually, <laughs> I just love it because, like, I don't know. You go on TikTok or something, and like everybody's just simping over Andrew Garfield. <laughs> and they should. <laughs> it's what he deserves. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, like mm. Spider Man was meant to be like Tom Holland. Like big moment. <laughs> no, Andrew Garfield's not from him. <laughs> I mean, he was always like, like when I was ranking like the Spider Man. Is that the plural of Spider Man? The Spider Man, but like he was already in the like he was my second favorite. Like I think he got too much unnecessary hate. Definitely, but, definitely. Yeah, and I feel like oh, the Juno soundtrack. That's one that's had like a bit of a resurgence as well. Like mm, I yeah. like that film's amazing. I love Juno. And like Kimya Dawson and the Moldy Peaches, like it's it's another one that's just really holds up on its own. Like you can sit down and listen to the entire soundtrack, like from start to finish, and it's just such it's just such a good one. It just makes you feel good. Also, um, from like we're talking more recently, Encanto with like yes. talk about Bruno. That's obviously reached number one now. That's just amazing. Which is. Really yeah, cool. is it overtaking Let It Go in terms of like Disney songs? I feel like I read that somewhere. Yeah, I heard so that. Awesome. <laughs> but it's just it's like such a bop. Like, I don't know. It's so good. Mm. I mean, but you can tell. <laughs> I don't know. I just like it. Um, was what's his name? Lynn Manuel Miranda? Is yeah. That, yeah. yeah. Uh, some, once I like text somebody and put Lil I made him into a rapper <laughs> uh, no but, we um, about Bruno rap version yeah but he's like such a good songwriter and just oh uh, yeah that deserved a number one it's so good <laughs> just the grip that he's had on film this year like you've got you've had a canto you've had Tick Tick Boom which he directed which was great because he was such a big fan of Jonathan Larson and you could really tell. And then obviously In the Heights had its film adaptation as well this year. Like it's been, it's been a good year for Lim worse. I've had like some of the songs from Encanto stuck in my head the whole time since watching the film. I was listening to We Don't Talk About Bruno last night and it was great. I had it on repeat for about 10 minutes, just keeping going. I still haven't seen it, but I because I'm doing Spanish as a language module. Um, I think I'm gonna watch it in Spanish. <laughs> Forget all the songs in Spanish. I mean, I don't know. Help me, you know. <laughs> it's really good. So I would recommend if you want to watch it, and like just also the characterization. I don't know all the like girls in it, and the it's just the facial expressions. They're so good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, are we done? <laughs> <laughs> you know, we'll say, like, we've talked very extensively. We've all mentioned yeah. our favourite podcast, like, not podcast, we've all mentioned our favourite soundtracks. We've talked about honourable mentions. I think we've all done a really good job about, you know, nice. we've all learned a bit more about it's each a other. Nice, it's a nice broad range that we've come up with as well. Like, there is, mm. it's a very, something for everyone. 
And I feel yeah, like all we've the did, mentioned, yeah, we've driven, be... we've driven so. all our lessons range. So you know what, we'll go away. You know, they'll, I'm guaranteed there'll be one film soundtrack that you have listened to. So you can go away and listen to it, and then watch the film, which would be even yeah. better. <laughs> I shall stop recording now. That so that'd be great. So <laughs> okay, bye everyone. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to our first episode of 2022. I really hope that you enjoyed listening to it as much as we enjoyed making it. If you would like to find out more about Redbrick as a society, you can follow us on all our social media at Redbrick Paper, or you are more than welcome to come and find us in the Redbrick office, which is located in the basement of the Guild of Students on the University of Birmingham's campus. In the meantime, we will all be working very hard on our next print issue 1521, which will be released both physically and digitally on Friday the 11th of February. Have a great day and we will see you next month. Bye.